Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A very warm hello to our Radio Bomb Dot listeners. This is uh, Dr. Saide Malik Afsali speaking. I'm sitting with Dr. Alex Andrade and my other friend, Dr. Daniel Rockers. And we want to um, welcome the year 2022. Today is uh, actually our first show in 2022. And I want to start with uh, Dr. Alex Andrade because his first and last name starts with A. So alphabetical order. A, alphabetical order. There we go. There we go. Well, welcome everybody to 2022. We've made it. Uh, it's been a tough 2021, definitely. It's, I, I just, I'm still, I can't believe that December is over. I feel like December went by so quickly. It, it was, uh, scheduling with patients and it was like okay well, we'll meet on the 17th and I was like oh wait wow okay we're halfway through and then before I know it I'm scheduling for mid-January already so yeah I, I don't know if this happens with you guys I feel like as I get older the year just kind of floats by even quicker um, I don't know if it's age or uh, adulting and you're just busy I'm not sure but either way we got through it we're here and I think uh, starting the new year is always a great point of reflection to say, you know, how do I want to approach this time? How do I want to approach the things that are going on in my life? And we've talked a little bit bef before, but definitely uh, we'll probably touch on again, the idea of uh, new year's resolutions. I always say I'm not a big fan of new year's resolutions. I, I am a big fan of saying, let's start now. Let's start right now. And let's use those natural breaks. The, the, the new year is a natural break. I think, you know, the, the beginning of a week is a natural break. Uh, even the morning could be a natural break. So we can say, how do I want to be today? How do I want to be this week? How do I want to be this month? How do I want to be this year? So we can definitely try to say, how do I want to start off 2022 on the right foot? So what does that mean for you? Starting 2022 off for, on the right foot, what are you guys trying to focus on? What, what do we want to encourage listeners to focus on? I definitely um, personally think... After this experience of COVID in 2019 and 2020, I really think it's the most important to think about your personal health and safety. These are the two things that we sometimes don't realize um, that because before we had it without even thinking, but think about going back to things that happened in our life that were a turning point. One was a 9-11 event that changed the whole world, even from safety and from traveling and everything. So there, there are two things that when we have, we don't even think about it. One is health and one is safety. But the moment something happens in regarding to health and safety, all of a sudden we realize the importance of it. So in 2022, I really want to walk with thinking of healthy eating and, um, you know, even when you're with uh, friends and in gathering, try to always remember what you're eating, you know, what you're drinking, think of you rather than being, um, you know, the crowd takes you to where you, it's not really good for you. So I want to really focus on health and safety. I'm going to work more towards being a little more time schedule regimented in some of my free time. 
which may sound like an oxymoron, like it's it's free time, just do whatever you want. But what I found, I know when I think back in my life to the periods of time where I did schedule things and had a certain amount of time scheduled for each thing, I really did get a lot more done. And I didn't feel all stuck regimented that way. Like in graduate school, I would do this at this time and just allow for that time. And I think we can get used to that. And that works fine. You know, like read for a half an hour after work each day from five to five thirty, then have some dinner, then work on this for that time. And in that way, I can work on some of my hobbies more that I haven't really been able to do as well this year. It's easy to get let things get all piled up and like, oh, I've got to get this done. And then I just work all the time on this one thing. And then you go on to the next day and then, oh, well, this is all piled up. So I got to put all my time onto this thing instead of just chipping away a little bit each day, doing these things, have something regularly scheduled. That's where I'm, that's what I'm looking to do. I like that, Daniel. I think we need to aspire to have that time that we're giving to ourselves in that way. I think we schedule all the things that we need to do. I think it's always a great idea to schedule those things that we want to do. If we find that it's a little bit of a struggle to just kind of do that automatically in that way. So now I've, I've been doing that recently too, with uh, my workouts, uh, particularly after the fact, so that, cause I kind of have them in my mind that I want to do them, but after the fact to kind of look back and say, Oh, look what I accomplished in that way. And so I think it could work both ways where you have it in your schedule to make sure you do it, but then also to be able to look back and be like, oh yeah, I read for 30 minutes that day. So yeah, I think it can help you on both ends. One of the things I remember, one of the inspirational speaker, I forgot his name now, but I have- Dr. Rockers. I think it was Dr. Daniel Rockers. I think you're right. That, yeah, that's I like that. inspirational speaker. Oh, yeah, both yeah. of you, Alexandra. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have his whole packet. You know, those days that you had CD, book and everything. Oh, yeah. And it was a workshop that uh, he had actually from for our management. uh, And it was very interesting. One thing I never forget out of everything that he had was if in your profession, you read 30 minutes every day, 30 minutes while you're maybe, you know, just like Dan said, before dinner or while uh, you're getting ready to eat your breakfast in the morning, He said, if you read 30 minutes, I don't know what time you have, but just reading 30 minutes in your profession, he says, imagine how knowledgeable you become if every single day you read something about the profession you're in. And I never forget that because a lot of times we forget that in every profession we are, we need to know more. We need to have more knowledge. And I thought right now when Dan says reading 30 minutes, I thought, you know, it would be really nice that every day we, out of other readings that we have, assign some time to read about our profession. I agree. I think to, to keep up with our profession, whatever we do, it can be so important. Uh, but I, I also want to encourage the idea of like, we need that that creativity, that play, the things that we enjoy too, because I help, I, I think that helps and recharges us for our work in our profession. I, I see sometimes people do that where it's like, they're just focusing on their work, uh, even, you know, kind of leisurely related things. And I've done that. I'm definitely guilty of that. Like I'm, I have a pile of psychology related books that I'm like, Oh, I want to read. 
but then I find if I'm reading those uh, more often than other types of books, I start to get kind of tired of them. I start to you know put them aside a little bit faster. So I always like to mix it up with books that are like fun or ones that I enjoy as well as that. So I think it's always good to have a combination of those things that we like to read and that we enjoy as well as even those things for our career. I think that's a, a great recommendation. Of course. But also, it's important, I think, to, I think reading is so important, but also what are you going to do with that reading? Mm-hmm. You know, I, what I found is that I like to keep a journal and it's a journal of my meetings or my ideas, but also when I'm reading something, I'll jot some notes about it. If there's something I want to remember or a quote I'll just jot a note about it and often put the page number and the title of the book that I'm reading, which when you go back and review your notes, then you've got all really this great, just so many great ideas is what I found. So I like, I think it's important. How do we want to apply the stuff that we're reading? Think about ways you can apply it. I like that, Daniel. I do something similarly. I'll underline, I'll write notes in the column of the book. I'll even like to, I like to even draw in the books a little bit where if there's something that stands out very visually, I'll draw either on the page or on the back of the book. And, and for me, it's always so interesting because I can look back and, and reflect on how that resonated with me. And then I think always too, sometimes like writing those things down makes it a little bit more tangible for ourselves that we're trying to keep that. But I, I do like that idea, maybe something separate from the book, kind of keeping notes, keeping a journal. Builds our awareness. So you are, a, you are a person who is okay with writing in the book. I'm kind of like, don't touch the book. Do not fold the, <laughs> don't fold the corner. It's your book. It's your, I don't fold corners. I don't fold, <laughs> I don't okay. do that, but yeah, but it's your book, you know, and especially if it's something that's more for enjoyment, uh, I'll, I'll draw and write on those. Um, and so, yeah, versus if it's something more for like professional related, I'll underline uh, but yeah, I won't draw as much. And so, yeah, definitely allow that space to, to use it and play in that way. Sade, are you a book I, writer? Are you a book destroyer? No, I, <laughs> actually, I am the same way as you are. I don't touch my books. I'm going to scribble in all your books. Next time I go to your house, I'm going to scribble in both of your books. <laughs> I even, I seriously, I want to keep them really clean and nice. When I read, I don't bend the page. I'm so careful to keep it even you know, nice. And if you look at my books that I have even read, they all are really like brand new. Even are you like so I, careful? Like you just open them just a crack and then <laughs> yeah, it kind of yeah, looks sideways so, at each side. I don't know why. It's Takes so a picture funny. of it and then reads the picture. <laughs> well, funny, now that you mentioned, honestly, I may need to think about it and say to myself, why? You know, so maybe I need to start writing on it underline. And they're not textbooks. We're not selling them back anymore. You know, <laughs> well, the textbooks, I, I, that's okay to write in those. You're selling them back. That, you know, <laughs> my textbook, but even if I, you look at my textbooks, they look like brand new, even though uh-huh. I never sold them. I always mm-hmm. kept them. I thought maybe one day I can yeah. open it and use it, but yeah. they're, they're just really nice. I was always careful when I read. I would put that uh, just the bookmark and then yeah. open it next time. Everything is clean and nice. Yeah. I have done it. I, I like to do it because I think if the person who picks it up next, whether somebody I'd lend it to or somebody who acquires it, you know, they, they see what resonated with me. And so it's like, you can look at a book and I can lend you a book and you can be like, Oh, this is what stood out to Alex. or this is what he thought was interesting. And, and you may disagree, but 
again, it's one of those things where it's, it's this little reflection of, you know, rather than sitting and talking about it, uh, which sometimes we don't have the time to do, which again, could be something we make time to do, uh, you know, that's a way to kind of share that information. Yeah. So in thinking of uh, other ways that we want to start the new year too, I know we talked about the idea of staying positive too. And I think that can be something that's not always so easy. I think, uh, especially, you know, as we're starting the new year, coming off of the holidays, sometimes a bit of a financial uh, impact because of that. Uh, You know, we're in winter, uh, so that doesn't always feel so good sometimes. Uh, But thinking of, you know, how can we keep positive? What can we focus on? Uh, Again, I like to use the the holidays, uh, New Year's as a time to reflect on, again, how are we interacting with others? Uh, Definitely staying positive and, and trying to uh, encourage and support others, I think can be so one, one of the ways that we can try to be positive in our lives. What, what, what does it mean to the two of you to be positive or, or what would you encourage listeners and ways to be positive? To be positive means to not be negative. It sounds like a smart aleck response, <laughs> but really we can focus both on being positive and on watching how much negativity comes out. I think those are both important. It's almost always easier to focus on the negative things or to pick out the negative things. Here's what I did wrong last year. Okay. I can catalog all of those. That's really pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Here's some of my best accomplishments last year. Whoa, wait a minute. This seems to pull up a little bit of a blank. Whereas if I think about all the things I screwed up last year, that's pretty easy to start cataloging that. So the focus being on doing the positive things, but also thinking about, well, what negative things do I do? And maybe can I begin to attenuate some of those a little bit? I um, always want to go back to being reflective because we often, I mean, there, there are actually two things that I often think of. One, when you did something or said something, however it was, because you're reflecting. Sometimes you may just think, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. Or I wish I hadn't done that. It's good to reflect, but just think about it, learn from it, move on, and don't get stuck in that. Because that is when we start building upon it. We start really feeling bad, feeling depressed, feeling you know, sort of anxious that why we did that or why we said that. Mm. I practiced a lot to learn not to get stuck in, oh, I shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have done that. Rather, practice more to be conscientious of what you said and how you behave. Because these are the two important things in life I have learned that it makes your life um, better in regards to your psychological you know, way of um, life or looking at your life, because it's important to feel confident and comfortable with what you say or what you do. But if you even made a mistake, because we all make mistakes daily, we make mistakes, we learn and we move on. The most important part is moving on and the learning, you know, and as you go through life and meeting with different people, working in different places, having some organizations that you work with, you are dealing with different people. You're dealing with different setup. You're different. You're dealing with different management style. 
one thing I have learned is just try to understand, try to adopt. But if something is not to your favor, just try to reflect. Is it me or is it something that I don't like about? Can I change it? And if I can't, try to move on. And something that I like to continue and to invite our listeners uh, from you know, benefits I've gotten from it, because if you start fighting with the ideas or fighting with the management style of an organization, you're going to suffer. You have to either get out of that organization or you have to deal with it with the stress. But rather than all of that, just think where you want to be in that place, what you want to do. And I think in relationship is the same. Is this relationship worth staying in it? Whether it's friendship, whether it's, uh, you know, important friendship that you have, co-workers, whatever. How important this relationship is. If it's important, try to work it out. If it's not important, think about it. Does it worth taking so much out of you in this situation? So that's what I'm thinking. With that, we got to our first break and we come back to continue our conversation. But before we go to break, I like to say some words in Farsi. Shanavandigan Aziz Radio Bomdad, Agash Sedoy Moro, Bizapon Inglisi, Az Radio Bomdad, Mishnavin Moros, Hai Shambe, Vayek Shambe, Asate Davos, Datweke Badazur, Dar Radio Bomdad, Bizapon Inglisi, Sohbat Mikonim, Dar Morede, Masoile, Farhangi, Varavon Shenasi, Vahil Bahto, Sohbat Hoye. فوکس روانشناسی ما در بین صحبت های کجوال و خودمونی ما هستش امیدوار هستیم که اگه کسانی هستن از این برنامه به زبان انگلیسی استفاده میکنن دعوتشون کنین برنامه ما رو در سای شنبه و شنبه بهش توجه کنن ما پادکست های زیادی داریم در سپاریفای و در آیتون اگه ما رو در گوگل سرچ کنین ما تحت تاپیک های مختلف حدود 150 پادکست داریم و این برنامه مرتبا ادامه داره در روزهای شنبه و شنبه ما تا کنون راجب سال جدید 2022 که تازه تازه وارد شدیم صحبت میکنیم و امیدوار هستیم که با شنیدن صحبتهای ما شروع خوبی باشه برای سال 2022 برمیگردیم و بعد از بریک با شما هستیم We're back with Dr. Alexandrade and Dr. Daniel Rockers. This is Dr. Saide Malikapsalia speaking. 
we talked about the first part, our personal um, outlook to life and how we want to um, sort of change or focus our life in 2022. And now we are back and continue our conversation. Are we still going in alphabetical order? Because I, I went already. And if it's no, not that's... my turn anymore, I think it's Daniel's turn. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I just want to, I just want to make sure we're following the rules, you know, in 2022, you know, we're doing things the right way. Yeah. Daniel. Yeah. You want to become more regimented, right? <laughs> schedule and all regimented, that. rigid, whatever, you know, uh... yeah. any kind of our words. Uh, sure. I'm ready to go. I just didn't know what question we were answering. Otherwise I would have jumped in already. The oh, question, okay. uh, we, do we need a question? We could just, we could just go. We don't even need a questions anymore. Very question oriented. We'll just go for answers. Let's just go for answers in 2022. Here's the thing. What we need to be aware of in 2022 is each of us have our own internal critic. And the more we can be aware of our own internal critic, then the better our life will go because we can learn how not to be so mean to ourselves and not to be so hard on ourselves. A lot of us gravitate towards this internal critic method of motivation. I call it drill sergeant motivation with my clients. But I think there is a better way of doing it. Drill sergeant motivation or internal critic motivation is where someone is pushing us and kind of being mean to us and motivating us by being mean or pushing us. And instead, I like to figure out, well, what kind of motivation, what things pull me towards them? So that's more of a pull motivation instead of a push motivation. So I think the more we can focus on what we're wanting to move towards and who we want to become as opposed to what we're wanting to get away from, the more we can focus on the positive part, then the better off we'll be. So maybe that's really the answer to the question you asked earlier, Alex, when I gave kind of a, just a mediocre answer then. It's my internal critic. I have a question uh, for both of you. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> One of the questions I actually, uh, it, because I battled this myself, but I hear that people constantly say, people don't change. The way you are, that's the way it's hardwired and you can change. And I always, you know, I, I have the answer for myself, but I want to know what do you guys think? Do you think people can change? Daniel? Do I, do I think they can like change what? Well, because we are talking about 2022 and all these positive things, we are inviting everyone to do this, to do that. And we are talking about ourselves. We want to do that. Do you think people can change themselves? Absolutely. 100%. Sure. Totally. How so? Because you have to be aware of yourself in order to change it. Right. So just think about it. Do how many people are really, I know it's hard to say how many people are aware of their behavior because mostly people, usually when you talk to them, they always complain about the other person or other people. How many people you have faced with to really say and admit that I did this wrong or it was my fault? They, what is it? Is it natural thing? to sort of defense mechanism that you always want to put the guilt, the um, fault on somebody else. So how do you change yourself if you're constantly having a mindset 
that you you didn't have anything wrong in this situation. You know what I mean? You didn't have to do anything. You didn't do anything. And, um, you know, so because we hear that all the time, um, people come to us and complain about other people. People come to us, complain about the other side of the relationship. But how do you teach people or how do you, or go back to my first question now. Do you think people can change? You said, absolutely, because I know we are agent of change. We do that all the time with people, but how many people are capable of change? Can I jump in here, Daniel, or you, go ahead? Yeah, I've got some thoughts on this. Uh, the, my answer to can people change is absolutely. And your second question, what your second wasn't how to change. It was something before that. Do they have the capability to change? Yeah. They do. We all do. We all have that capability to change. And I'll tell you why I say that. And I say that with 100% certainties because I work with a number of people who have PTSD. And in a matter of moments, people change. Now, it may not be in a direction they want to change, but they change considerably. So as a result of being in a car wreck or an industrial incident, something like that, or an assault or holdup, people suddenly change. They change in a very big way. So that tells me, can people change? Yes, absolutely. People can change and people often do change. I think the challenge is this. The change needs to happen down deep in the core. And most of the time when we're working to make change, we're starting from the outer part, the conscious part. We can make change in the core, in the unconscious part, by continually working with the outer part. That takes a lot of diligence and a lot of work. The reason people with PTSD change in just one moment is because in one moment, something happens and it connects up their core and that it changes from there. So the key is we've got to change down deep inside. How do we get that to work? Well, a lot of us do a lot of different things. We set up certain habits and, and, and work on things with conscious awareness. And eventually that filters down and we make a deeper change. So can it, can it happen? Absolutely. Does it happen? Probably not as much as people want, which is why we see all the difficulties we talked about with new year's resolutions. I think the only thing I would add to that too is uh, kind of similar though, is that idea of needing to be open to it. I think that's a big challenge for a lot of people. And, and I think PTSD is a great example where it's hard to be open to things being better sometimes. And so I, I always think even just them being in therapy or starting that process is even if it's skepticism, there's still some openness to okay, let's see what this can do, or maybe this can do something for me in a way. And so even just a sliver of openness sometimes uh, could, I think is essential in that way. Uh, but I think, you know, I think it's always important to remember too, we see a subset of the population and there are so many people who probably feel like change is way too hard. Or, you know, I think there is a certain level of kind of self-awareness that a person needs to have in order to realize that something could be different maybe, or being open to something being different. One of my related to that, one of my pet peeves is when people say, oh, it's my personality. 
there's like this dismissal of choice and free will and, and even effort to change that. That's who I am. It's just my personality. It's yeah, like, okay. Change. Would, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're saying, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I, I think it's being open to change is really important. Not that it's easy, but it's necessary. I, I really think is when in the core of your self realize that this is not good when I see in other people and I have it too, and I have to change it. I think it takes so much for a person to get into inside and deeply go in and realize that in some areas, maybe we need some um, change. And it takes a different person to do that because life is moving and we most of the time don't even time to spend on ourselves to really reflect on our own behavior, our own um, interaction, um, our own reactions. And it takes a lot, I think, um, regardless of whether even we are psychologists and we work with people, we are aware of many things more than the other people. But even when it comes to self, it's sort of hard because we have raised in different cultures. We have raised in different family styles. We have raised in uh, where, you know, we were. I mean, even if you think of, um, you know, environment, um, but none of that I think matters. And the most important thing is as a person that cares about improvement, cares about, you know, progress in life mentally and behaviorally to really go deeper into, you know, themselves and realize where they need to change. So I don't think this is really easy or even people really deeply think about that. Granted, when they come to psychologists, they open up and then maybe a person from outside is looking at what's going on and you may some suggestions, you may have some suggestions and that may trigger some sort of more thinking and some more going deeper, but it's very difficult for a person um, to do that on their own, or I'm not even sure how many people you can see that they definitely do that and they accept where they made mistake, they accept, you know, they should have done something in their relationship. So acceptance, I think, takes so much load off your shoulder when you accept that, oh, I'm not so good at this. You accept that. The first step is acceptance. And then you need to work on it. But I think we're changing all the time and probably more than we ever realize. Because we've just talked about some different things. I talked about, I think on the last program, being late for the airplanes and I changed. And as we get older, we learn different things and we begin to operate a lot of times in different ways. So we are changing. My guess is that our perception of our own change, because our change is so gradual, our perception of our change is like, I don't know, pretty much the same as it was 10 years ago unless we really focus on it, like what you're saying, Saide, 
but that we are changing. We're changing all the time. We see things differently. We operate differently than we did when we were 12. Well, we go to our second break. Uh, we come back and continue our conversation. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد اگر صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین ما روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه از رادیو بامداد از ساعت دوازده تا یکی بعد از ظهر در برنامه فرهنگ و روانشناسی با شما هستیم و پادکست های زیادی تا کنون داریم از طریق سپاریفای و آیتون میتونین ما رو سرچ کنین گوگل حتی میتونین ما رو سرچ کنین تحت عنوان Culture and Psychology به پادکست های ما تحت عناوین مختلف میتونین گوش بدین ما دو جلسه دو قسمت اول برنامهمون رو راجع به تغییراتی که دوست داریم در سال 2022 بدیم و چطوری میتونیم در حقیقت رو خودمون کار بکنیم که اشکالاتی که فکر میکنیم داریم بتونیم پیدا کنیم و یه کمی امیختر بریم و ببینیم چه چی چیزی هستش که ما دوست داریم در خودمون تغییر بدیم و هر زمانی هر اتفاقی که بزرگ هستش مثلا مانده دوشنبه اول هفته است و میخوایم از اول این هفته شروع کنیم به این کار سب نکنیم برای مثلا سال بعد همش سعی کنیم که در هر اتفاقی اون رو بتونیم مثلا امروز جمعه است من از امروز میخوام این کار بکنم این لحظه این اتفاق افتاده من میخوام این تغییر رو بدم حال برمیگردیم و ادامه صحبتمون رو به زبان انگلیسی با شما ادامه میدیم با ما باشیم back with Dr. Alexandrade, Dr. Daniel Rockers, and this is Dr. Saide Malik Afsali speaking. Uh, the first two parts of our conversation was uh, what do we want to change for 2020? How do we want to walk in the world with experiences that we have? Uh, how we can change or what a difficult thing is to change? We share some of our personal um, experiences. We shared some of our Uh, working with patients and now we are at the end of our program and we want to end positive for 2022 so we start alphabetically with dr alexandrade again well no no hold on i think i went daniel went i think it's your turn this time if we're we're certain uh, alphabetically and uh keeping an order 
I, I actually have no power. Side, no side day. I know side no day here. dictates the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the rigidness of the show. Please help <laughs> listeners. We have become, no control. She tells us what to say and to do. No, just kidding. Just I kidding. think we've become more regimented already. So that's yes. good. Yes. Oh, thank you. Oh, well, I, thank you for being such a good colleague, by the way. <laughs> I, I think we've talked about this I a little miss- bit. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to emphasize the difficulty of starting something. You know, when we're talking about change, I think it's so important to recognize how tough it is in that way. I know even there's times where I feel really motivated and really driven. And, and sometimes there are very clear consequences or, or impact if we don't make some change. Uh, but it's still kind of tough in that way. I always think of like exercising. It's just like, you know, it's going to suck the first time you do it. You're going to be sore. It's going to hurt. You're just going to be, you're going to be tired, uncomfortable. Uh, It's like you want to, and you know, it's good for you, but it's, it's not so easy to do that. Or even like you said, Daniel, you know, reading 30 minutes, it's like to, to start reading, you know, you're going to maybe even enjoy it, but it's just like, okay, when do I have the time for that? Or yeah, but you know, maybe later after this, uh, maybe it's procrastination. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I have some procrastination going on. Uh, But yeah, I find for a lot of people, myself included, Sometimes there's some challenge and difficulty in kind of getting those things started. What have you found helpful to to kind of get the ball rolling or, or what works for you guys? Procrastination. Oh, are, sorry, you, I, are you unfamiliar with procrastination, Daniel? He's just, <laughs> you're just on it, huh? It's just effective, effective, effective. Huh? I am nailing it all the time. <laughs> but even before I get up in the morning, I am nailing it. Yes, um, we, better, we better switch over to side A first. Yes, okay. yes. I don't mind. Uh, you know, procrastination is something I think human being is the laziest creature in the world. I'm serious. I think other people, I mean, I <laughs> say people, other, people. <laughs> other species, other species naturally do things, but we have the option. And I think that option is the obstacle. And, and we always feel like, okay, I still have time. I can do that. And then when it comes to last minute, we jump on it. So one of the things we do as uh, professionals, when people come to us and we are talking to them, I think is mostly look at where you are procrastinating and just kick in with opposite, you know? So when you know you're not good, with let's say washing dirty clothes. And that's something that you keep procrastinating. You keep postponing, you keep, you know, so this is the thing that you don't like to do. Let's do it first. So you take care of it, put it aside. Some people like to do things that they like first and then leave the la- the, the one that they don't like last. Doesn't matter. I would just suggest, because that's how it works for me, something that I don't like to do, I do it, take care of it, because it drags in my head. It's there, it's bothering me. It's something that I don't like to do. So then without even realizing unconsciously, I'm thinking about it. You want to call a difficult conversation, you need to talk to someone, do it, take care of it, it's out of your mind, you're done for the day. So this is something that I recommend and it's working. And I know professionally, when you drag something that you don't like, it's going to stay with you for days, for as long as, you know, you have deadline, but do it, take care of it. So it's out of your mind. That's what I'm suggesting. Have you heard the saying, well begun is half done? 
you guys know that one. I like that a lot. And I think that well begun really means just taking the first step. It's like the saying, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. It begins with a single step and we have to take that step, but it is also completed by single steps. So what that means to me is that you don't have to do the whole thing all right now, but take the first step. I think that's the that's really the hard part when we procrastinate stuff. It's that getting started thing. What that means to me, then, if there's something that I'm putting off, like a form that I need to fill out or something like that, if as soon as I get it, I just open it up, if it's a file on the computer, and quickly do what are the first five lines that I can do and then close it, that's a big step. That's a huge step. That's the kind of thing that I did with my dissertation and my thesis when I was in grad school. I made it my own personal rule that I would always be waiting on my chair to get the stuff back to me. So as soon as he sent something back, I would jump on it right away and write, just do some part of it immediately, even if it was just correcting three sentences there, because I could always then go back and pick it up. It's always easier to go back in and pick it up after you've done a little bit there. So I think well begun is half done. Like that. Yeah. So in that regard, this is really a great, um, actually, uh, a great way to start something that either you know is good for you, or you definitely have to take care of it. Because as you were talking, Dan, I was just thinking, yes, exercising, for example, you procrastinate, you don't want to do it, you you know, you just have all other things. And this is always maybe last in your plate to take care of. But if you just start, like, let's say five minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, or while I'm reading something, maybe I can just start, um, you know, doing some exercises even at home. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really important to just start even with some very minimal amount of time. So you know, another, another way to go about it too, this is actually surprisingly effective, is to time yourself doing some part of the thing you're putting off. So for example, if you're not cleaning the counter in your kitchen or something like that, it, just set up a quick timer and do it and time yourself. And you'll often be pretty amazed at what a short amount of time it takes something we keep putting off and you generally can knock it out in about 90 seconds. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Or if you put something in the microwave then, and you put it in for 90 seconds, see what you can do. See if you can clean the counter, see if you can wash a couple dishes and see if you can get it done before that uh, bell goes off. But those are little ways you can just get yourself kind of kickstarted. Yeah. I like that. I, I was encouraged that as well. It's like show yourself what you can maybe do because sometimes we think, Oh no, that's not enough time. It's not going to make an impact. We don't always know. So sometimes by showing ourselves, Oh, look how much I got done in that, you know, 90 seconds, like, wow. All right. Maybe I can do a little bit more for five minutes. So the problem is that we think about how we would might feel and we try to decide rather than just instinctively jumping in and doing the thing. When I was doing my internship, I remember watching some physicians who were in training that 
and a patient would bring forms into them. And generally at that point in my life, if a patient brought in forms, I'd be like, okay, I'll have to get that later. Or I don't know how to fill this out. I'm going to have to ask a lot of people. And I watched this one physician in training and it was pretty cool. He says, okay, well, let's just see what we can get filled out right now with the patient and did it. I mean, this is very simple and it sounds very simple, but it's pretty effective. And it's the, it's the attitude that's so important. He's like, okay, well, let's see what we can get done. And there were some things he couldn't fill in and it didn't matter. He didn't care. He just got it done. And then it was done. That was a very cool lesson. Very important lesson. I like that because what I've realized too, is there's questions that I sometimes don't know. And if I don't ask them right then and there, then I even delay it further by having to reach back out to them. And so it's like, yeah, I'm actually doing more work if I delay it. So yeah. again, the, the, that's, the, yeah, that's what I found too. So I just, if somebody brings something in, I said, no, well, let's get it done right now. So do you guys each have something that you really don't like to do and you drag yourself to do? Uh, where's the long list of things that, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think, I think everybody has those things of like, you know, not wanting to do them or feeling as though it's a little bit of a, a headache or a burden. I always try to focus on the feeling that I'll have after I do that and trying to really focus on that as I'm gearing up to do the thing. And then when I am done with it, really kind of focusing on that feeling. Uh, again, going back to the example of exercise, I'm usually tired after, but I feel really good. I feel like I expended energy that that's somehow was fingers crossed, hoping that contributes to my health in some way. Uh, and so just trying to take in that. So next time when it's early in the morning and it's probably cold outside and the last thing I want to do is go and work out, it's like, wait, but you know, you'll feel good after, you'll know that you'll be able to do that. So yeah. What about you, Saida? How do, how do you approach those? Yeah. You know, one of the things that I guess I have to go back and see what happened that I, it's so hard for me, um, it's filling out forms. And one of the things I have noticed is the worst thing you ask me to do is filling out forms. But um, one thing I do to make it easier, usually on the instructions, they ask you what you need to do. Like, for example, you need to have your password. You need to have this and that. So get them all in front of you rather than going by by one and then going back, get your password because you need the number. You know, going back to get your whatever, to put that information in, get them all ready, put it in front of you. So to make things easier. So look at things that makes it easier for you. So being prepared at the beginning, but I have found that filling out forms are the hardest thing for me because since I've been here, I've noticed that for everything, you have to fill out a form. You go to doctor's appointment, you have to fill out a form. You go to, and every single time you go to doctor's appointment, they want you to fill out a form for this year. No, that was gone for last year. And then they want to make sure things haven't changed, but you have to go through to make sure things are not changed. So for me, filling out forms are the hardest, but I have come up with the ideas that I can make it easier. And one is to make sure, get everything ready in front of you. So when they ask that question, you already have the information. 
Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. I, I always say kind of along the lines that we were talking about earlier, preparation and planning are important steps to action. Because if we just jump in sometimes we, and, and I, I totally agree with what Daniel said, you know, we have to jump in sometimes to build some traction, but I find sometimes the, the preparing and planning can be important in taking those first steps. We don't want to overthink it and over plan, but just having a general idea sometimes then kind of going. So, yeah, I think, you know, it, it's important in that way to prepare in that way. So, yeah, I like that. And also, you know, I use my calendar for things that I want to do. And my calendar is not just for meeting. For everything I want to do, I put it in my calendar. Even if I want to read, even if I want to exercise, it's been helpful for me that I need a break. I need to do this. I need to call so-and-so. And also, I realize how much is important to give yourself break Because for every 30 to 45 minutes of doing something more serious, you really need to have 10 to 15 minutes of break. Now I realize the importance of getting out of your computer, getting out of what you're doing constantly for 30 minutes or 45 minutes. So you have a break. You especially have to get up from your seat if you're sitting. If you're standing on your feet for 45 to 15 minutes. Also think about that because you need to move. And one of the things I learned um, from different, um, especially chiropractic or um, physical therapists is that your body needs to be in movement. So you're not made for sitting for so long or standing for so long. You need to move. So that 10, 15 minutes move it would be really great for things that whether you like to do or don't like to do. So with that, we got to the end of our program. And as usual, we end with a statement, but Dr. Rockers left us to go to another meeting. So it's only me and Dr. Andrade. So I have to start with you, Alex. That's okay. I'll I'll jump in. I'm happy to jump in. Uh, I would encourage listeners, you know, look at it, focus on right now. You know, right now is what we have you know, 2022, what do you want this year to be? And if we start with this attitude, this idea of like, let's make this the year that we give to ourselves, take care of ourselves, give to our friends, to our family, like this is what we have, what's right in front of us. And so try to, to live your life in a way that feels good, that feels meaningful, that feels as though you're, you're starting to enact those things that are important to you. And I know that can sound like a big a leap from maybe where you're at in that way, but we, we got to start somewhere. So start with today, start with now, how you want to be, how you want to feel that positivity we talked about. Uh, that's what I would encourage listeners with. How about you, Saida? What would you like to leave listeners with? I'd like the 2022 be um, peaceful and positive. And I would like to leave our listeners with um, always try to find something positive from anything, from any event, from any interaction, from any conversation, from friends that you have, because it's easy to complain. It's easy to pull the negative. Try to find something positive about anything in your life, appreciate it, and especially try to reflect. I think reflection is really important. And um, in anything that you start thinking This didn't feel right. Get to it and see what was it that didn't feel right and find that and work on that. 
So with that, I want to wish everybody a happy and healthy 2022. And we come back next week to have another conversation in cultural or psychological issues. And have a wonderful week ahead. پس از این زاری مکان عبسه یاری مکان تو این آکان دل دیوانه با غم به مزار خبر دل دیوانه تو باز آمدم از سر کوی او دل دیوانه پنهان کردم در خاکستر غم آن همه آرزو دل دیوانه تو مرا با عشق او آشنا کردی پس از این زاری مکن حوث یاری مکن تو این آکام دل دیوانه با غم دیرینم به مزار سینم به خوابارم دل دیوانه با تو رفتم بی تو باز آمدم از سر کوی او دل دیوانه پنهان کردم در خاکستر غم آن همه آرزو دل دیوانه بگویم با من ای دل چه ها کردی تو مرا با عشق او آشنا کردی پس از این زاری مکن 
حوث یاری مکن تو ای ناکام دل دیوانه با غم دیرینم به مزار سینم به خوابارم دل دیوانه به خوابارم دل دیوانه رادیو بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا